Conscious Life and IGJ Talks. I'm here with my boy Jalen right now, and we're excited because today's topic is a little sensitive, but we're coming from a heart of what we're going to be saying and talking about. Um, so we're going to just dive right into it. Jalen, you want to just introduce yourself, bro? Uh, hello, y'all. I'm Jalen Houston. Uh, I want to first of all say thank you to the for taking the time out to reach out to me to even start this video. It's a very touchy, sensitive topic, as you stated. And I really pray that it really reaches whoever is behind the camera, whoever you're talking to right now, and it just does something for you. Yeah. So. so today's topic is unraveling the rope of suicide. And I think it really ties into what testimony is. Uh, Jalen and I both struggled with depression. And I think it's time for us to share. I think it's time for us to ignite some things in you and just to be able to challenge you to be open about it, to start to talk about it. Maybe not openly as we're doing it right now, but in small discussion groups, talk about it with your closest friends. I think it's so important. Um, so just testimony itself. Testimony is just an experience, an experience that a lot of religious people say it's a religious conversation. Um, but we're gonna come against that right now. We're gonna just tear that open right now. So, like I said, today's topic is suicide. For the first question, right? Was there a point in your life that you never would have understood why someone would do such a thing as suicide? Yeah, it's, it actually was. And in this moment right now, it just hit me like a ton of rocks. Uh, I had a friend who actually this happened to. We were very young. He was very, we were very close with him since we were in elementary school. And I just never understood because I was always that positive person, always reaching out, always looking out. He was the same way. So I never understood what that drive and motive was. You know? And it really hit. It really hit. It was home. It hit home. And I just, it, it was just one of those things that I just couldn't wrap my head around. Yeah. I think for me, uh, my sister, back when I, I think I was like 12, she might have been 10, and she came up to me in a frantic, she's like, I'm so mad right now, I'm just going to end my life, blase, blase, and I was like, whoa, and I didn't even consider her emotions, I was just like, how could you even think about something that crazy to leave this world, like, you're not even thinking about the repercussions, and it's so crazy when we're presented with someone who's struggling at that, that level, we don't consider their emotions. We don't consider what they're going through. We only consider what they're saying right now, which is just a reaction from uh, several events, which is which is insane. Um, so I believe that's coming from a, a place that's feeling trapped, feeling powerless. And at the end of the day, that when you feel trapped, you're only led to one answer, like a scared, an scared animal in a corner. Um, but that leads us to our, our second question. Where were you when your thoughts of suicide first hit you? This experience being your closest encounter with death, what emotions did you feel, what were you around, and what happened? This, uh, there was, there has been a couple of times that this has happened, uh, more specifically, my closest point was about the end of 2015, I had lost my scholarship from my football school, I was at a D2 school, I was just very low-income family at the time, we weren't making a lot of money, but, and things in my relationship were going wrong, sideways, and that ultimately ended at the time, and I was home, I woke up, and I was, nobody was home, and I was just in my room, blinds closed, 
lights off, TV off, everything, no sound, nothing. I was just laying there and I was just like, this is, this is going to be the day. Like, it's about that time. Yeah. And I, I knew where my father kept his revolver and somewhere in the house. And I just found it, grabbed it, saw it was loaded. I was like, okay, cool. I ended up taking, like, I filled up the bathtub just to relax for a second, just sit there, revolver sitting right there. I'm looking at the wall, looking at that. So many thoughts are running through my head, thinking no one cares, no one's there for me. Like, there's this is my life is meaningless, it's pointless. And I just was just, I felt empty. It was as if I was already dead. Wow. And I, I just don't know. It, that was my closest encounter with it. Uh, thank God that I did have my best friend at the time. He called me. It was just like, he, I don't even think he knew what was going on. And he just called me just, he's like, yo, our favorite artist just dropped a new album today. Like, go listen to it, da, da, da. Like, just know that, like, everything's going to be okay. Like, I don't even know if you're going through something or what, but, like, this album's amazing. Like, it's going to change your mood and all this stuff. And I, and I sat there, just listened, and in a way that that quick interaction, that album kind of really saved my life. Wow. Glory to God. Um, I'm going to read this scripture because I feel like it fits in right here. It says, from Colossians chapter 1, verse 21, it says, Once you were alienated and hostile in your minds because of your evil actions. And this leads into my personal testimony. So my feelings of depression kind of came when I started feeling trapped, literally. I was in a jail cell, I got out, everybody was out, we were on the phone, we are trying to get on the phones, and I don't know how I got to jail. I binged Xanax, and I just, I, don't, I still to this day don't remember how I got in that jail cell. Um, when I did read the discovery, it was from just trying door handles, some just very bizarre zombie things. So I'm in a jail cell, I try to go use the phone, and there's a whole process to get into jail. So you need to have a PIN number, all these things. You get put in through medical, and I don't remember any of that. So when I use the phone and I don't know my PIN number, I got really mad at myself because how I'm placing myself in another position where I'm at a loss, you know? I've been in jail for, this is gonna be my fourth time now, and I just, I've, over time and over time, just keep letting my people down, especially my dad. My dad's usually the first person that I was gonna call when I go to jail, and he usually already knows. And the fact that I couldn't even call him, and when I go to ask the officer what's my pen, he's like, I don't know, you should have that by now. I felt, I felt so triggered, just like, wow, I'm just such a disappointment. And so I go to my jail cell, I'm sitting there, and I remember specifically, like, not that I was talking to physical people, but I remember talking to myself, or listening to myself talk to me. There was three deities, in the room talking to me, and they're saying how much of a disappointment you are. You're, you're, you really are not amounting to anything. Every word that you've been spoken is now void because you're really not doing anything. And I just kept receiving it and agreeing, agreeing with what I was hearing. And then I just started getting creative in my room. I found, I found the bed sheets. I tied it on the top of my bunk, and I just started twirling it around my neck, and I just rolled off. I kept rolling off. I was like, wow. I can't believe I had this in me. I kept trying, I kept fighting myself. Like, what am I doing? It was so spiritual. And I rolled off finally and I woke up in a hospital bed. Um, when I woke up, I was like, wow, this actually happened. I had no feeling in my, in my, in my tongue. 
the nurse kept asking me, uh, what's, what's the president, what date is today? And then I had to do a CAT scan and everything. And it was in that moment when I got placed in the hospital bed. I was actually in Baker Act, so I had a, I had a, a nurse that was watching me pretty, pretty well. And I, I was able to make phone calls because she was super nice, and I think she understood my circumstance. And even though that the paper was saying that I, that I did harm myself, she didn't see it in my eyes to be able to harm myself. And that's what's key. A lot of it's never noticeable. I was, a lot of people will tell you that I was very joyful, very funny. And for me to just do that so quickly, to escape, to be feel so trapped, it, it's very scary. And if you're even struggling with that right now, it's so important because in that moment, I tried to talk to people and I couldn't. So I felt, I felt disattached. And I was able to, to allow myself to speak death and negativity into my life. And that's something if you're going through, I encourage you to talk to people about it. Um, the enemy's greatest weapon is to separate us from the love that already exists, which is Jesus. That is God. We find him in scripture, church, and mostly in fellowship of our loved ones. This leads us to question number three. What would you tell someone right now who is struggling with depression and feels that they have no one who understands them or cares enough to listen? Um, that's a very, great question, very powerful, deep question. I, I would say to all of you that first and foremost, two words, you matter. You matter so much to this world. You, you are one in a billion who were able to be born out of your mother's womb and make it onto this earth. You're not here by accident. You are way more important than you think you are or you want to give yourself credit for. And there's way more people who care about you than you think or than you know until you reach out. And that's one of the biggest things. You matter more than anything. You like you are so valuable to this world and you have something to offer. Don't ever give up. Don't ever let yourself down. Don't ever discredit yourself. So good. So what I would say is just basically, you know, at the end of the day, whatever you're feeling right now doesn't dictate who you are. Whatever you're going through right now doesn't define who you are. Your identity comes from the person that created you. And when it comes from that, we, we know that we try to figure things out. But the best way to figure out who we are and what we're, what we're designed to be is to simply ask. Ask the inventor who created us. And you'll start to see the more you ask, the more you'll be placed around people who really, truly care about you, who really, truly want the best for you. And I believe in this moment right now, it's probably because you're scared to open up, scared to talk about things that are traumatizing you in, in your unconscious. So you don't even realize what it is, but the only way you can get through that is to start digging at it and to tear that up. Um, so Jesus has the ultimate testimony, let's be honest. He died for us. He was on the cross in Calvary, took his whips and everything. So us sharing our testimony is only a sliver of what Jesus really did for us. Um, and that leads us to our fourth question. When talking to people, how important is, to, is it to use discernment, but to be open to share your testimony when given the opportunity? Before he, he goes on, I just want to give a disclaimer for any of you who are listening. Um, what me and Jalen are doing is pretty bold, and it's pretty open. And I believe that God is going to use it to, to help anyone who has the ability to listen. But this isn't for you to just be open. I mean, God willing, God will honor that. But it's not for everyone. But I do encourage you to, to use what God has given you through your testimony. You never wanted to harm you with it. But there is people around you that if you talk about it, I promise you healing will happen. That is a prophetic message. I believe it. So go ahead, brother. 
yeah, uh, to answer your question, that was really great, by the way. That disclaimer, it's, it's very serious. And it's super important to use discernment due to the fact that what, what we said, what we're doing, it's very bold of us. And what, like we were talking earlier for preparation in yeah. this video, it's a very touchy subject and it's very sensitive. True. And it's not a testimony for everyone. So when talking about this thing, talking about this subject, it's very important to be discerned, use discernment, and be very mindful of what you say, while and be very open-minded when taking it in what you're being talked to about so from good. another person's perspective. So, good, bro. so yeah, it's it's highly pivotal. It's yeah. highly pivotal. That's so good. And I just want to leave you with this example on just sharing a testimony. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I encourage you to look up Michael Todd Transformation Church. He just purchased his his church just purchased the Spirit Bank um, up in Tulsa. And I think it was so incredible that he shared this testimony when he got the keys. So he knew about this years prior that he, like God gave him the vision that he was going to have this spirit bank, but he didn't talk about it openly to his church because that was going to give hope. That would have been people to discourage him. There would have been so many things that he would have been have to face if he didn't use discernment to know that I need to hold on to this until the ready time. And I promise you, God will give you a voice to encourage you when the ready time is. You'll think about it. You're going to be talking to a friend one day, and they'll be like, man, I'm struggling right now. I feel this way from um, my mom just talked to me in a certain way. And immediately in that moment, you're going to relate to that person. You have the chance either to share that person or just to counsel them. Be like, oh, yeah, it's okay. But I promise you, healing happens when you share because then relation happens, and that's so key. Um, so we just want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for giving us your time. I uh, hope that you can subscribe to Jalen's channel, my channel. Um, look for it. Stay tuned for more videos to come. God bless you. We love you so much. And thank you for tuning in. God bless you all. Thank you.